Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. And it's a festive success in the city. My name's Helen Webster. I'm with the lovely Sandra Scott. And our fabulous guest today is Pain Point Coach. John Bullock. Thank you, John. Thank you for giving your time up today to be with us. We're really super excited. Super excited that you're with us. Um, Sandra, for weeks and weeks and weeks, has wanted to get you on um, as a guest because you're an inspirational guy. And I... I've never met you. This is our first meeting. So I love it when this happens because I can get to find out loads more about um, people as we go along. But first, we have a little shout out to the little people. Any kids who've done amazing things this week. Um, So I'm going to start off and I'm going to say a great big shout out to all the kids who are on the nice list. Okay, and you need to stay on the nice list because you've got two more sleeps and then... um, You've got to stay on the nice list and then hopefully you'll get loads of pressies. And I think just with the year that we've had, I think all the kids have been absolutely amazing to keep on going and keep on going. And, you know, we do need to celebrate these things and we need to celebrate like Christmas and get them as much happiness as they possibly can um, because we don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks. So let's really celebrate and uh, well done for staying on the nice list. Um, San, have you got any little people you want to shout out to? Um, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to Evie Joe. Evie Joe, who's working through some hideous English program <laughs> that has to be done. And there's just, it's um, I sat with it. I just couldn't believe this work they've got to do for homework. So um, she's working her way through that now, like a Trojan. So she's made a really good effort. So well done to Evie Joe. Well done. Shout out today. And you, John, have you got any little people, young people? Yeah, three people uh, spring to mind. First of all, I want to cover everyone. You know, you just walk down the road and you see these musicians playing. It's whether you're in Manchester, Liverpool, wherever you go, in Southport, and you see them there. You know, there's some amazing talent up there. And it takes an awful lot of confidence to these young people. But they're getting up there and they're doing it. And, and, you know, some of these are better than what you see on the TV, you know, and it just, it's just a game of chance, isn't it? That, yeah. that door that opens. But when you listen to these people, the instruments that they play, absolutely phenomenal. So I think it's recognising that there's some very, very talented uh, people out there. And uh, so I want to recognise them. And then secondly, uh, my daughter recently just passed her driving test. Yeah. Hey, back now for all the lifts that you've given her, John. <laughs> yeah, so she should, she should be able to pick up from the pub now, shouldn't she? She should be able to go out now and have a couple of drinks and say on the phone. But my, none of my daughters should be getting their nails done or something. It just won't happen, you know. <laughs> anyway, so she's done that and she plays the saxophone. So I'm obviously, absolutely, she's... She's been amazing, especially, and the reason why I mention her, you know, because she's not had that, that end of school prom. I know it's a thing the kids do now. She's missed out now. She's got to two years oh. old. She, she's not been there. I mean, I remember we all did getting into trouble that last day of school and things mm-hmm. that we did or things that we shouldn't have done, you know, but yeah. we have things to remember. That's been taken away and denied from her. And all, all those... Um, rite of passage where we look back and we think think about them now it's gone and i i, I just you know I, I feel quite angry about it myself because i look back at those times now and i and i i remember them fond, fondly that's been taken from her so i want to because she's been amazing because she's kept up with the music great day musician she plays the saxophone so great so i i, I made up a show was a shout out positive shout out for my daughter and and then my son who's um 
who recently had a C-class uh, tie boxing fight, which is which is a big move up for him. And uh, so it was five one and a half minute rounds. He got a fourth round technical knockout, and he, he's I was only a lightweight. So we, we, we sort of like that. We don't really hit one another, you know. But he, he, he's a light He's a big guy, you know, and, and, and he bang at that weight, you know. And uh, he, he his commitment, we talk about mindset. What we're really talking about is commitment. But his commitment to what he did. I mean, before he was going to work, he was going for a run. He'd co- he, he wouldn't come straight home. He'd go training, you know. And and I was, I was a great believer in, in you know, if you do your work in the practice arena, when you get to the performance arena, it, it's just like a walk. And and, and it, that's exactly what he'd done the work in the practice arena. And he was more than qualified when he got it. It was quite superb, you know. And it was a fairly big stadium. It was at the uh, Bramall Lane, which is the Sheffield United yeah. football club, you know. So it was, it was a fairly big venue, you know. So, yeah. Oh, well done. Well done. Amazing, good shout outs. Amazing, I love, I, I love the successes when we've got young people who are just there. Um, yeah. And we'll come on more to about that of like you know commitment and mindset and stuff like that as as we find out a little bit more about you, John. Um, but successes for ourselves personally. Okay, so what person personal success has happened for you this week? It can be anything, John. We're we going to get your hair cut. If we're going for a drink, it can be absolutely anything. Um, well, I, I want to be seasonal and say a success for me was to go. Christmas shopping, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm always reminded. <laughs> my missus said, so you, you, you're like him, but humbug, like, you know. She, 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 she has this vision of uh, choir singers and, uh, you know, chestnuts get warming up. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah. I just Absolutely. see lots of bags and people banging into one another and it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I tell you what, I, I've, I've done it. I, I went out, on, I, the first one I really enjoyed because I spent the afternoon with my daughter. We went all around Liverpool. And then uh, on the next day, I went to Manchester with my wife. You know, we spent the full day there. You know, so Brilliant. I had a chance to go to a visit a few pubs, but got the shopping done at the same time. Well, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. You, let, you let, <laughs> let them have a few bevies as they go along. and, and then and Absolutely. Then yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Well, I've had a few, really, of simple successes, mine, but delighted with them. Um, so I got my fridge freezer, which has just arrived. So, um, John, because I moved into where I am now in September, and Helen organised a fridge freezer for me, like a, a, a small one that's been brilliant on sort of loan, if you like. Um, but the free, the freezer part was tiny, and I like to cook in advance and freeze and just take stuff out because I'm very busy. And um, I've been looking for one, and I got one, and it came today. So I'm Very delighted, nice. and now it's a, got a really good freezer size, so I'm made up with it. So that's a little Fantastic. thing. Another success was I was made up. We did him. Were you gonna? I don't want to tread on your toes, Helen. If you were going to talk about our secret Santa in work, where yeah, um, I, I am going to talk about that. Yeah, but you you can talk about that because that it was a bit of a success. Okay, so we did. A, Helen had a genius idea. So we did a secret Santa in work, and we've got four young people who work for us in different Three, sorry, what the hell? So we've got three young people. I visualised the three of them when I said it as well. We're talking about me, the fourth one, the young young people who work for us. We said, right, one's just out of uni, the other two are younger. So we said, right, we're going to do a secret Santa, and Helen said, just do a pound each. Let's keep it to a pound per person. So we find a funny, or a 
gift for a pound. And it was really good, you know. And they went to the pound shop. I went to Home and Bargain. And um, what we got, the, the presents were just so clever, weren't they? They were cleverly thought. And it was just dead good. And the kids loved it. No one was under pressure because it was a pound each. And the, so it was just brilliant, wasn't it? It was more about when you go to work in other offices and sometimes they'll do a secret Santa and things and, and quite a bit of pressure is put on people. Oh, and yeah. like, they're only young people. They're not earning a massive amount of money. So I didn't want to put any pressure, but I still thought if they did go into another environment, these things might happen. Um, so I was thinking rather yeah. than do a secret Santa pay person, we just go. So last week we did a bit about um, paying money into banks and checks and things like that. So we took them to the bank and because they don't know what a check is and they don't never been into the bank to pay money in because they've never had to because you just ping it on your phone now, don't you? Yeah, that's right. And so then we went into the pound shop. So each one of us had to buy four presents. It was going to cost four pounds. And I'd said it'd be cool with, and they were all like, yeah, we're cool with that. But they had to be personal to that person. So you couldn't just buy four things. It had to be like something specifically for that. And it was brilliant. And and they come up with some good little, uh, and Emma come up with a great um, couple of jokey presents, didn't he? Like he bought you a tube of Pringles, uh, and all his Pringles and stuff like I that. I loved his Pringles. I, was, I just thought that was very clever. Very clever. <laughs> it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was lovely. It was just lovely. <laughs> and it, it was about wrapping them up and, and, because they're not used to sort of everything's done for, for young people or yeah. most, most young people, everything's done for them. It's more about them taking ownership that they have to think of other people and, you know, wrap them up yourselves. You can't get your grown ups to wrap them up and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I think they were a little bit like once, once the initial sort of like, what are we doing? Um, it was a bit cool, wasn't it? We had, we had, and then we went over to the Christmas markets and that, that was my success was going to be that we went over to the Christmas markets and we had uh, our lunch out there. And uh, a hot yeah. chocolate because we were driving, yeah. Otherwise, we'd have still been there, I think, Sam, wouldn't we? Oh, right. Hell yeah. of the <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I think another success um, was uh, you went to see it on Monday night, didn't you, Sandra? You went to see um, oh, the Girls? Yeah. Went to see, um, oh, it was just amazing in the, at the Empire um, my friend Marie Vickers took me and I went with her sister Claire. So that was lovely. That was like my Christmas present off me. And um, Dream Girls, what a fantastic performance. And this is how good it was. Half the theatre was standing at the interval with a, with him, um, giving them an ovation. And I've never seen that before. Oh, but yeah, yeah, definitely a good sign. Definitely. Oh, I think it's as you were saying, John, you know, there's that much talent out there. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, Better than that, better than on the telly. The girl who plays Effie was just apparently oh. she was on X Factor, I think, or something. She'd, she'd, mm. um, but you know, when you were saying, you know, it's, it's, it's that person you, when, when they get that chance or that door opens for them, she was unbelievable. The hair's on the back of my neck, so up. I got a bit emotional when she sang. Well, absolutely, because it's always on my mind because of the you know, with all these closed down lockdowns and now that's all it's affecting the West End and everywhere and else, you know, it's it's not it's the actors, the actresses, the musicians, and it, it impacts everyone. So the opportunity to get up for those people and to do those things, you know, very, very important. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah, so Tom's listening in from New Orleans, um, and he hey, listens Sam. in. Too, and he says, I'm curious about I'm gonna do what you're all planning for, your finale, like a highlight of 2021, and that's next week's show, that's Tom. next week. And Tom, we have a glass of wine when we do that. 
<laughs> that's the show where we have a little drink on the show yeah we had a little glass of wine last year didn't we, we did indeed yeah okay so john's with us and we're going to play this or that so i'm going to ask you and sandra this or that sandra's going to ask me and you this or that okay so sandy you going first am i going first i'll go first john peach okay. Beach or countryside, and I mean in our country, this is very relevant to what he does. Beach. Beach, beach. okay, that's it, Hal. Um, countryside for me. I love the beach, but countryside for me. Okay. What about you, Dan? I love the beach, but in our country, the countryside. Because it's okay. too cold on the beach for you. Right. You're okay. going. I've gone like a little bit way off here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan? Oh, oh God. That's, well, I, I'm of the age group. It would have to be Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Bruce Lee. I'm fascinated and the, the, um, the whole story of Bruce Lee as well. And I'm a massive, massive Bruce Lee fan. But I think Jackie Chan, oh, I think yeah, I think acting-wise for Jackie Chan and the movies sort of things that he's been in to, to inspire young children, I think he's yeah, more, sort of, you know, um, more sort of like a role model for younger little people because like, mm. they look and do all the funky things. And plus, um, sort of special effects and things are so much better than than when but Bruce Lee is like, wow. I had a picture of Bruce Lee on me wall when I was little. I think I think, I think everybody did. But, you know, they, they were so different with, with, the, with the performance. I mean, Jackie Chan was so clever with what he did. And it, I, that just wasn't uh, Bruce Lee's thing, you no, know. No. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't. Both incredible people in their own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go uh, on, son. Um, okay. Um, sorry, I was distracted because Susie Kane's put a comment on, and I love Susie Kane. Susie Kane puts, I yeah, all made up to see John on this week. Have the best Christmas, guys. Oh, oh, you know, Susie's my cousin, don't you, Sandra? I never knew that at all, but you know what? It so, doesn't surprise me because she's an amazing human. <laughs> she, she's brilliant. She's she uh, uh, she, brilliant. Yeah. She's yeah, just yeah. and she's Christine Penman's busy. As yeah. well as mates, isn't it mental? Realize. <laughs> okay, sorry. So this all that. So, um, I noticed you cook, John. The doors. Oh, the I'm doors. massive doors fan. You know that. You know what? Stewart supports Stewart and all that he and does. And Stuart yeah. is Jim Morrison in this. It, he is personified. Yeah. He is it, so. It, yeah, he enjoys it, and I think that's the most important thing. What we were talking about before, enjoying it's, what you're doing, getting up and doing yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. do you prefer the Doors or the Beatles, John? Well, well, you put me right on the spot now. I mean, I love the Beatles, particularly John Lennon, but, you know, the, the Doors, what can I say? It just, just hits that nail on the spot for me. So I would have to say the Beatles um, because they're just more prolific. I would say the Doors. And that. I was a yeah. massive, massive Doors fan when I was younger. Massive, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been with me. And funny enough, when we do beach boxing now on the beach, I put the music on. I, and whatever comes on, I'll just say to the girls or whatever, who is it? And they'll go, it's the Doors, John. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you read the biography of um, the of one of the, um, well, I suppose there's a lot of biographies that I read a biography of Jim Morrison. It was just the most mm. interesting thing. 
Yeah, really. Okay, you'll go down. Oh, so I'm not being that exciting again. Okay, on your Christmas dinner, Yorkshire pudding or pigs in blanket? For Christmas Day, got to be pigs and blankets. What about you, Sean? Historically, uh, pigs in blankets. Historically, oh. for me, pigs in blanket. Does a Yorkshire pudding belong on a roast din- on a, on a Christmas dinner? No, well, it goes with beef, not Yeah, yeah. Mm. I I still think you can have one on your on your dinner. I think yeah. my auntie used to do them. Yeah. Okay, go on, Sean. Last one for you. Okay. <clears throat> last one then. Um, John, cinema or theatre? Theatre. 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 Yeah. yeah, we've all got that. Okay, yeah. my last one, being quite festive. I've been quite festive today. Um, <laughs> a sleigh ride or a skidoo? I've done both. <laughs> a sleigh ride. <laughs> well, what, what do you prefer, Sam? Well, skidoos are brilliant, obviously. Um, Did you feel but, a bit James Bond? <laughs> no, because I lived in Canada, so everyone had one. The neighbours had oh. forgetting now because when we lived in the countryside, everyone had that. You just that's what you had quickly to get to the shop if you like that. Like we thing. have them scooters now in Liverpool. You have skidoos in Canada. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but um, so uh, they were nothing to me. They were just there, you know. Um, and I went on in Lapland, but. Um, no, sleigh rides are just magical, magical. We did a sleigh ride with husky dogs, and that was just amazing. Yeah, you can do a challenge. You no, know, you can go across Greenland on um on a, on a sleigh ride with huskies, and you take your own huskies. That'll be a cold trip, won't it? <laughs> All I do is moan about the cold, John. <laughs> yeah, we've done all this or that, um, and it's now over to you, Shan, to introduce John. Okay, so I'm absolutely ecstatic. That our last guest of the year, last but certainly not least, is John Bullock, who has his own company and describes himself as a pain point coach and helps people in so many ways. And I was just reading your um, LinkedIn profile before and thinking, watch the takeout. But I'm going to take out how I know you. So, John is a kickboxing champion, which just that alone is very interesting, his story about that and what he's done out in Thailand, training, etc. And he was a very, very successful entrepreneur in our city. There's nothing he doesn't know about property. He's also a qualified accountant. And now he has his own business, uh, helping other people um, reaching their full potential massively, from young people to professionals to everything. So over to you, John. If you want to tell us a bit about your journey. So, John, we've got about 30 minutes, 30-ish okay. minutes, and we want to know everything in that 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, try sque- I try and squeeze everything in, you know, in, in my whole 45 years, and uh, <laughs> put, it, put it all in. And uh, 45 years of work in life, I should say. And then, yeah, um, okay, we'll, we'll start with the, the kickboxing thing, because for me, that's where it all started off. You know, yeah. I mean, like a lot of people in my generation, I, I, I grew up in the Tulsa for 30 years, and then what happened to Liverpool, you know, and uh, when there was no unemployment, and and, and and it was so dark, and yet we used to go, um, and then every time we used to down travel down to London to, to box, it always taught me that you'd go down there, you'd see all these pubs and restaurants, and they were busy in the afternoon. And I, and I, I used to say the thing to me, where did you get the money yeah. for, to do all these things in the afternoon? I don't know. You, you, both of you are probably too young to remember 1980, uh, 
I remember it well, John. <laughs> I don't believe that, Sandra. Not, not, not for one moment. And, and, and then, uh, I, you know, but it was so it was so lively, and, and, I, and then you come back, you know, and, and uh, obviously the pubs would be open, but it just didn't have. Uh, it, it just seemed to have a. It was up another another few tears, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with regards to what was going on, you know, and it sort of really opened my eyes um, uh, as to what was going on. And um, every time we went down there, we would, my brother and I, and the rest of the lads were doing ex extremely well every time we went down. And one of the things I always remember is that every time I, I there was a fella down there used to train. He used to have a. Uh, Movie stars, you know, well, not movie stars, from people from EastEnders that used to train with them. And he used to have uh, people that come in, like, uh, some madness and everything used to train with them. Wow. So every time I used to, every time I finished boxing, Suggs from Madness used to invite me into his little place and he'd say, he'd insist on buying me a drink and everything like that, you know. And I look back at those times now and I think, you know, I wish I'd had the confidence then to deal with the people I was meeting far better. You know, I deal with it far better now. When I was looking at this fella, he was a fellow that was regular on top of the pops. So I was thinking, what do you want to know when, uh, yeah. about me for? Like, you know, where, and, and that, you know, but um, I, I was very well treated with him, you know, and I always say it was always very positive uh, with what I had to, what we were doing uh, and with the team and that, you know, but you took a particular interest in me for some reason, which I, I'll never know why. I never got to the bottom of it, like, but, but we just did. But one thing led to the other, and I ended up fighting for the Bishop over five rounds, um, lightweight, fighting for, in 1983, at the age of 19, fighting for the, the lightweight title. And, um, you know, and, and, and I won it. And um, I think from then on, the doors sort of really opened for me, the doors. Yes. <laughs> How did you get into kickboxing, John? Because it, it, it's sort of Liverpool boxing is very, you know... Um, but kickboxing, um, how, how did you get into kickboxing? Right, well, what, what happened was um, we were doing uh, jiu-jitsu so, and okay. uh, karate and everything else, like a, like a lot of people, so we used to do all sorts, do jiu-jitsu, we used to go to the, the Chiltenham Karate and KB Sports Centre, and they had two hours of boxing before that, and then two hours of Chiltenham Karate, the things that we do, like them. Um, anyway, a fellow called Toddy, Master Toddy, he's Grandmaster Toddy now, based in Bangkok, I, 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 you will know him though because in in the movie the man with the golden gun and he bows down like that and, and Roger Moore kicks the fella in the head. That's that's Master Toddy. Ah. And, and uh, what he did, he came over in the seventies, and we were in Blackpool. We, we went to this, and he was using his shin, and he was kicking through, through baseball bats with his shin, and it was phenomenal what he was doing, you know, and. and uh, so we ended up going down to Manchester, and one thing so just let uh, yeah, let's do yeah. you know. And of course, in America, they had a thing called kick kickboxing. So the tie hadn't really properly taken off, but kickboxing had. And uh, we were trying to do kickboxing, but the tie boxing really put it together for us, you know. So it, it, the type of thing you would do was sort of punch and kick, and maybe step back to throw to throw a kick. But with tie boxing, you get your timing, your co your coordination. It, it's done so fluently. And um, I, I think um, I, I think Toddy really, Master Toddy, really improved. You know, Jeff and I, everyone, and and, and really moved us forward. You know, uh, without a doubt. So I, I did that. My last uh, thirty-four fights. My last fight was in Miami, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, and uh, 
I ended up fighting on uh, one of Mr. Marriott's shows. And um, so we would fight. I was boxing in, a, in his uh, thing, and I, in his one of his tournaments in his hotel. And I had a fantastic fight that particular evening. And uh, what had happened is the guy that I'd been boxing, I was meant to be fighting on the night, I pulled out. And um, I said he got hit. And they had this heavyweight. He, he was a big guy, like, you know, and he said to me, okay, um, do you want to move around with him? And it was meant to be really sort of light. But you can tell when somebody's trying to take your head off straight away, like, you know. Yeah. And this guy was trying for no reason at all, like it was meant to be a demo. He was trying to take uh, he was trying to knock my head off basically, you know. And then uh, so but they weren't doing kickboxing, they weren't used to low kick, and um and I always remember I low kicked him and his leg turned in and I looked at him for that. I mean it must have been a thousands of seconds, and I thought to myself, Do I pull back off this guy now? And then I thought to myself, no, because he's only gonna come back, it's gonna be hurt me like him. So yeah. I just did exactly the same again, took his legs, spun. Caught him with a spinning, spinning kick and he went straight down. And then I had all uh, HBO TV, so it was all televised over there. All come up to me and go, How did that little army do that? So I was, I was getting sort of all, all, all that type of thing. And I ended up working for Mr. Marriott in, in, in my, I was doing, I was running him around in his um, in his limousine. And he'd been to Liverpool, he recognized I actually had been to Liverpool loads of times because he bought racehorses. Ah, okay. So we've been to Aintree loads of times, like you know, and uh, I could tell a few stories, but it's it's not for him now. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I can tell a few stories with this guy, like you know, but we, we, it was you know, it, it was it was fantastic. And talk about eyes being opening again, you know, because uh, next door neighbours with the Bee Gees, I, 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 it was absolutely you just you didn't say um, driving, your yacht pulled to the back. It was Bell Harbour Village. It was beautiful. It was, I, I, you know, so picturesque. It was absolutely un, un, unbelievable. They didn't have the decorators. In. I always remember these like folded uh, canopies, uh, and they just sort of petitioned parts of the house off, and it'd be completely getting redesigned as you lived in the in the other parts. And all I did was run them around to see racehorses. Wow. It was crazy, wow. you know, fantastic. Yeah, so really enjoyed that. So that finished about 1987, and um, I was 25, so probably finished uh, very young. And, and, and the reason why, I just lost my appetite for it. It was as simple as that. You, you, when you're getting in at a fairly high standard and, and your heart isn't in it, and you get you get and start to get into the, the into the ring for the wrong reason, you suddenly realise that you, you could potentially get hurt, you know, because your heart's just not in it, you know. And... Um, so, so I left that and uh, I went back to uh, education, went down down south, ended up getting a, a, a degree in business and economics. And um, I worked in London for a couple of years. But, you know, after that life and I'm working in London, that was really... Uh, I, 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 yeah, absolutely. And, and, and uh, I think what I did, that one of the things, after two and a half years, I realised I was getting no joy. Not the joy that I'd experienced before when I was doing something. I felt like I was improving consistently all the time. I was improving what I was doing, you know. And uh, and also getting that intrinsic feeling of something that you were doing, you were doing it good. And I just lost that. And then I suddenly realised in London, I was losing that experience again. So I came back up, I moved up back back into the northwest, mm -hmm. um, 
trained to be a school teacher, trained past to be a school teacher, didn't like teaching at all. And then that's when I trained to become a, a, an accountant and went into business. And uh, I spent 25 years within that property business, you know. And it, I, again, it, it done well for me. And I met a lot of very incredible people uh, through, through the property business, you know, and, and learned a whole lot uh, from it, you know. Anyway, um, so I uh, sold that in 2018. And a company in, uh, in the Netherlands contacted me because they were aware of my background. Anybody's in the community who's been in a tie box or a kickboxing will know who you are, type of thing. And they said to me, we've got this thing. We, we, we're calling it Mind 5. Would you be interested in having a look, over, look at it? So I went over to the Netherlands for a while to have a look at what they were doing. And, and I loved it. And I sort of got it straight away. So essentially what it was, it was experimental learning. So you were learning by doing. And, and I think that's the best way to learn. Yeah. You know, even as learning to be an accountant, you know, I, I, I had to sit there. And I, it was no good somebody showing me in a book or do this or read that. I had to do it. And by doing, I learned. I learned how to put it together, you know. And and that for me was always a, the the best way. And what and what they were trying to do, they were trying to they were trying to teach things such as energy management, focus management, and things like that. How to get someone more focused through through sports. The sports is a it's great leveler. It it does bring people together, you know. Anyway, um, so when I looked at this. Uh, obviously, I was thinking about my background and what I could put into it, and I suddenly realised that there was, a, a, like most things in life, there was a, there was another door and another opportunity. And, and, and for me, it was that intrinsic value of feeling joy in what you're doing, and that comes from doing something that you're doing and you feel as if you're doing it well. So it's not about money, and it's it's not about. Uh, uh, um, Getting something that that of value, the value is in the thing of, of being able to do something well. Well, we were talking about the street performers before. They are so practiced of what they do, and when you listen at them, you know they're so skillful at what they do. They obviously do it, and the reason that they're doing it is that intrinsic value. It's the value of doing something and finding joy in, in it, and that that requires that what you have to do is you have to reset your subconscious mind from what you're doing so you, you're you're able to see constant improvement in what you do the question is is how do you go about that how do you go about setting constant improvements well we've got various workshops that show you how to put that together i did one for the british army not too long ago and it essentially it was all about Find and improve small improvements in what you're doing so you can arrive at a place that you find intrinsic value from what you're doing. And that that's that's what paintball and coach is, is about. So is, is, is it the programme from the Netherlands or, or, or did you go over and see some of that and think, well, I can do a different twist on that and I can change it with my past experience? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, like in anything, like you take ideas and um, you take the best from it. And then you also to bring the best of you into it to add, add to it to the way it expands. And, and I, I, I mean, when you were talking about Bruce Lee before, I mean, he, he was a great advocate. He changed everything about that, and, and it, he brought his his own understanding so 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 we can evolve and and, and move forward. And I think um, I think that's how we grow as individuals when we can look at something, disassemble it, but put it back together, and you feel as if it's improved 
And, yeah. and, and after all, that's what it's about. If you've got the confidence in it and you feel like it's improved, then the joy is in sharing that, showing you how, how you felt about it, you know, and hope yeah. people take hold of your enthusiasm and joy for what you're doing, you know. And I think massively, you know, we've been talking about sports and, and you know, so I've got a sporting background um, and I believe anybody who's at an elite level of a sport um, before you were saying, you know, it's um, motivation and dedication and commitment and things like that, you know, people think quite a lot of it, it's skill. And yet, you know, you do have to have a certain amount of skill, but there's more skillful people who don't get as far because they haven't got that dedication and commitment and motivation, you know. Um, and I think having... Um, You've lived you've lived an elite sports life, you know, being being in, in, you know fighting all around the world and things like that. And I think the discipline of um, fighters, especially like boxers and, and kickboxers, and their discipline is unbelievable. But their discipline in the amateur um, rankings is unbelievable. So you've got lads who amateur box on it, you know, and they go for a run at five o'clock every morning and they eat correctly and they, you know, as you were saying, you know, your laddie goes and does a day's work and then yeah. he goes and trains and things like that. Um, and I think to take that into, I think business and sports have got massive, massive um, levels, you know, what you can learn in sport, you can take through to business and things like that, um, and leadership qualities and things like that. So what, what's the programme then? How do people get involved in the programme? How do the, you know, is it for everyday folks? Is it for, for certain types of people or, or what? It's, um, <clears throat> it's for people I, I... My focus at the moment has predominantly been for the type of people who've experienced a little bit of life. And so, and especially now with what we're going on, I think there's a lot of people who are waking up and are beginning to question the way they, they're living their life. Yeah. Right? And questioning from, from the perspective of saying to themselves, you know, <clears throat> you know, I'm getting up, I'm working hard, I'm doing this and that, but really, am I fulfilled? So what, what I, I think my role is, is about now is... Um, is removing them from the everyday one way or another. So it may be we might do a retreat or it may be that they come in for a couple of days and, and we and we work, work together. And the idea of removing them is that you're creating space in the mind for new activities and new things. Because if you're sat and you're just thinking about the problem, you're never going to do it because your mind doesn't work like that. What you need to do is you need to clear the mind, not think about the problem, but once you clear the mind, then you've got a uh, you've got an opportunity for something to be revealed to you. Now I can't tell you what that is. It's not for me to tell you what it is. It is for you to make the discovery, and it will be through something that is completely different than what we're doing. That something come come to you and say, "Well, do you know what? I think my values are what on the type of person I am. I think I'd like to do. Or I think I'd get something from this." You know, sometimes it's not too far removed. It may be doing something a little bit differently than what they're doing at this moment in time. Or it may be something that they've put to one side, always wanted to do, and then decided to revisit it. You know, they've left it for whatever yeah. reason and then they decided to revisit it, you know. Because and I think sorry, I was gonna say, John, I think you've just made a brilliant point there, essentially for people as you get older. Because people might have a go with something when they're young and not necessarily be great at it. Or life gets in the way, maybe a hobby or an activity or a love, and they stop doing it. You're never too old, are you, to pick it up? And you, you actually did tie, didn't you, through my company? You yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was made up because... Very I, 
<laughs> you went to Thailand and you and he did a video of himself yeah. speaking Thai. Um, made up, yeah, yeah. And it's always good. See, this will be me with the drumming. Yes. Well, you're absolutely right. You, you know, and I think that uh, that sort of does hit the nail on the head because I, I realised through my life I was dealing a lot with Thai people, but I never understood what they did. I had just been lazy. And secondly, as you get older, you will know yourself is that for, to learn a, a new language as you get older because you, you, you're exercising your mind. Yeah, 100%. It's so important, you, you know, and... Um, and it, it, it makes me have to think about what I'm doing rather than yeah. sort of just sit down and vegetate in front of a TV. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So Sandra and I are all about movement and, uh, and education, you know. Um, so we believe that, you know, massively Sandra created their business around, you know, learning languages through movement and not being a traditional classroom. Mm-hmm. Um and then you know, with with I, I've seen that. I I love what Sandra because you had those balls, didn't you, Sandra? And the kids were throwing things, so they they were responding to things quickly, and and, and you know to where they, to where they go. And it isn't it amazing when we think about it? We can't do it, but when the body just responds, and that's how it educates the mind. Because if we're so practiced at it, the body will educate the mind. And the way I often prove this is that I may be sitting in front of a client, you know, and I say, well, it's very hard to uh, organize the mind or to switch it off. And the, the, the example I give, I might turn around and say to uh, Helen, I don't want you to think about the number five. Whatever you do, I don't want you to think about the number five. Promise yeah. me now you won't think. And of course, what, what does your mind do? And you think yeah. about the number five, and you think you've made me painted it a certain colour. It's all there. And then if I said to you, use your right index finger and touch your nose, you'll just do it without thinking. And and that's that's the whole concept is to get people so confident that they don't have to overthink it, but the, they will respond. It is there. It's in the subconscious. It's when we start, we have to stop thinking and try and connect with it, and then move forward. The time's gone. But yeah. if we become so practice in what we do that it's in the subconscious mind and we're just responding, whatever that is. I mean, there's been such a thing, such a big thing lately with, um, I'm sure you don't mind me mentioning it, but obviously knives in the city. It's such a big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very important, yeah. Yeah, and uh, what happened to that poor girl? It was... It, it, it's absolute, an absolute tragedy, isn't it? You know, all around for everybody that's that's that's, that's sort of involved, you know. And um, <clears throat> but there are things that can be done. There are things that can be done. We're not talking about confronting a situation, but we can educate so the body just responds. And what I mean by educate, we can control our environment and we can control the language and our body language. We can look defeated. By the way we hold our body and, and don't get me wrong i'm no hero if someone came at me i'd be the first to run away as, yeah, as, yeah. as fast as i can do you know but you know what it's having the confidence to know when to do it and it's also having the confidence uh, uh, to to um to be able to focus on your breathing i know it sounds stupid the trouble of it is it's about this overthinking and, and, and become so you become powerless because you can't move because you're so terrified but if you've been trained to know how to control your breathing so you can calm yourself down, it gives you that bit of focus. Enough little focus that might be enough just to get you out of that situation. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, so I, 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 
But as a consequence uh, to this, not, well, not just the last one, but one a few years back, and I, on my beach boxing class, I'm not going to give any names, but a, a lady was training with us, and she'd lost her soul. Through exactly through the same type of thing, you know, and they're one of these classes in Crosby, so you'd probably be able to put it all together, you know. Uh, 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 anyway, um, but it's it's so we put together this this three week course, and we were delivering it to um, the sea cadets freely, and um, again, it was just about body language, and it was about verbal language, and it was about how you can control the environment, and also understanding about the way somebody stands, sort of gives away certain things, and if that only gives you that second, but you can observe and get away, yeah, it, it, and, and, and that's what it's about, so it's not about confrontation, no. it's using things that you can successfully do to try and avoid the confrontation. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you're training, um, I've heard you speaking about adults and, and you know, and other sea cadets. Um, mm. Do you have a program for young people, or or is it adults that you that you tend to teach, or is it a mixture? Well, I, 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 it depends on the type of course that that, that we're going to uh, deliver. I mean, obviously, on this um, this what I've called the knife awareness course, that's obviously being aimed at young people, and. Um, so yeah, we, we we've just delivered that for young people, but in, in other organisations, we will often have a talk with them about what it is that they want to achieve. So with the army, they 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 wanted they were very interested in the in, in the flow concept, which is a the flow state is um, and we've all seen flow and judge. Flow is something when somebody does a complex series of moves, but they do it in such a way that they make it look easy. And you look at that and you think, my God, that, that was bloody good. You look at all of them and you, you sit back at them because of what they did was so good. And that, that is for someone to be in flow. And what we were, what we were looking at, because they, they are, the army was saying that they can, uh, they'll often find in operations and combat operations, you will get men and women that will enter the flow state, that just be in that zone at that moment in time. And they'll be able to respond to things without having to consciously think, but subconsciously just allow them because they're so trained. They're taking things from the performance arena to the to, sorry from the practice arena to the performance a, a, a arena. Yeah, and and that that's what it's about. So to answer your question, we go into an organisation, and um, I would give them a, a, quite a few things that we could do for them and it may be they, they might come back with a tip list and say well I'd be interested in that or oh, we'd just like to do this particular program you know and we take yeah. it from there. Yeah yeah I think I think for I think for young people as well to be inspired by people who've who've sort of been there and done it. And um I think mm -hmm. you know your martial arts background then really supports that. You know, um, so you you could go onto the streets and you'd have young lads who possibly might slightly react differently to me than they would to you if we were talking yeah. about life crime and things like that. You know, and you could talk about martial arts and other bits and pieces. Um, and I think it is super important for you know um, to get out and, and, and speak to, to to all ages and things like that because as you were yeah. saying, you can create the environment. You can change an environment, and we've positively changed an environment for three young people mm -hmm. who are working with us. Yeah. And, We've had we've had them in our business for sixteen weeks, possibly nearly sixteen. Yeah, the last quarter, sixteen weeks, yeah. and 
the change in environment from school life to, to, to business mm-hmm. life, which would, would mm-hmm. probably be tricky for a lot of young people. Um, and they're just unbelievable and they've just grown so much. In it. And today, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, to watch people grow when the environment has changed. And I'm like you, John. I was trained in martial arts when I was younger. I used to run pubs, so I was taught to defend myself. And the mm-hmm. guy who trained me, he went, you run as fast as you can, hell. He goes, you get out of there as fast as... Yeah. And he was like, you wouldn't want to look sideways. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? I, I, I agree with that completely. And he was like... he was like, he was like, like, On that point you mentioned there, with these three kids that you're taking on board, he helped mm-hmm. turn everything around, you know? <clears throat> The, the value for that, it, for you, it, it's brilliant, isn't it? You know, because you feel oh, yeah. like you really help somebody. That's exactly the type of thing. You know, money doesn't come into this, does it? What it is is that you've yeah. been able to give something and, and, and turn it around. You know? And when you see somebody that's taking that information and being able to use it and then move themselves forward, it's a result. And, then, and you know what, John, as well? They're bringing a lot to the table. I should imagine they you know are. You know they're bringing a lot and they're doing some great great things and they have great ideas as well you know so and they change they change the, they change the dynamics don't they? they change the dynamics because they've got a different outlook than we have and we might yes. look at something i think oh you know and they go blah, 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 and you go and next thing it's googled and it's done and you know yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've been there you're very true you know <laughs> what you're saying is so true and all of them they'll say something you've never you've not even thought about it like yeah. you know, yeah. They've done it, and it, it, it's been faster, and it's, it's been better in, in many yeah. respects, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's just, just increasing somebody's confidence, you know. So of course, yeah. on you for taking that time out and, and being prepared to do it, you know. Yeah, we, we love having them in the office, don't we? Yeah, they're just really, they're just, honestly, they're just brilliant. They're really good, and it's mm. it's very rewarding to see people just come on like that. And uh, you want to see the TikTok videos we've got now? Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Are you, doing one of, are you doing one of those dances then? Are you all together doing one of those I, dances? I want to do the dance. Nobody's with me. The thing you were saying before, John, about what we do with the balls that's interactive, that's what Helen and I do. That's our IP present business and everything. But one of the things you were making about movement, do you remember when you were doing the numbers in Thai and um, we had the Thai tutor there, Emma? And yeah. as you did each 10, and I said, right, because I was explaining to her how to do the method. So I said, he has to stand up and do it and then sit down. And with one of them, she didn't get you to stand up. And afterwards, and when you were doing it back, your retention on those 10 wasn't as good as all the others. And I thought, that it's absolute proof that when you move in, your mental retention is Absolutely. massively improved. It's just... I agree 100%. You know, it. Well, I've, I'll harp on about it forever, won't I? But, um, you know, it's it's just absolutely proven that people need to move when they learn as well. You well know, we've got bodies, you know, why, why we can't use them or force to sit down. I'll never understand. And, of course, you know, also the great John Haynes was such an advocate of it, wasn't he? You know, of, of oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and, and move and so he called it accelerated learning, you know. And, and again, yeah. yeah, I thought, yeah, brilliant. But I think I think what you were saying before about the impact on the person, you know, to make these slight changes, to make these improvements, and to, and to go and do something, you know, in a, in a, in a in a great way, um, it has the impact on the person, you know, so that they can have a more fulfilled life themselves. 
And I think by having them having a fulfilled life, it's it's the impact on others who are around them. So it could be like if you're going into a business, it could be where colleagues then see the difference and think, well, you know, they're pretty chilled now, whereas before they weren't, or you know, the, they've put some particular strategies into place and you know we're more focused and we're more driven and we're more we can achieve our goals whatever in the home life they might be you know a little bit more relaxed or a bit more nicer to live with possibly um so it's not just the impact on the individual is it's the impact on and and you know we do a thing social impact yeah and, and it's your social impact by you creating this course for these people to do these things what's the social impact of that and and it's it's sort of like that spider's web isn't it which spreads out and spreads out oh, yeah. um, Absolutely, it's like that. All you know, drop a pebble in, and, and the ripple gets bigger and bigger. No, you're absolutely right, and that and, and that does happen. I mean, you you've got to live in proof of it now as as you as you watch people. One of the things that you know, uh, I sort of step back back at this because when I trained to be an, an accountant, I I, I always remembered. Um, Standing in a pub one day with a, a new client I was meeting, and then the, I hadn't seen this guy for a while. Like, and he's, he comes up to me, he's got his guard on, and he's, and he's doing all this. And the, and the client sort of <laughs> looking at me, trying to, trying to put the two things together, you know. And although I kept training, I, I never really, you know, I wasn't going out and saying what I was doing. And, and it sort of left it sort of go by and, and, and step to one side, you know. But now, uh, um, the time has been right for me. So, so it's almost like come back to full circle. And um, because of, of, for the very reason what you're saying, it, it's almost like you've got this library of information. And if you're not willing to share it, then nobody's going to learn from your experience. And, and it's just a wasted library. It's gone because you've never bothered to share it. And when yeah. I started doing it and did a few postings, I've got students that I taught 30 years ago contacting me and uh, telling me the impact that I was having on their, I had on their uh, lives. Yeah, it, it has been lovely, you know, mm-hmm. listening to what they've said and they've said the way they've used it within their lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, 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 you know, they come up with very innovative things, you know. So it's the the thought of sharing what you're doing and, and, and letting people embrace it and get the confidence and then move forward with it you know that's it's powerful that's, it's amazing yeah it is it's powerful it, so it, how it, do it, people contact you, you john how do how do people um find well, out a little bit more about what well, you do we'll just put it in the chat bar you see and we, we can just let people yeah put it in the chat bar and what i'll do is i'll also put um what i'll say to for people through success in the city if you're running a voluntary group if you've uh, got a, a, um, a, some type of charitable organisation where you're dealing with young people and you'd like access to this particular, because uh, we've got an online course for people that come through success in the society and they've got a voluntary group or a charity group, I'll just give them the access to it. So they, I would they, love they, that, Angela. Thank you so much. That's no, a little Christmas present, isn't it? It's a little present, yeah, absolutely. So I'll put that a little bit more. Just message me. Let me know a little bit about your organisation, and I'll, I'll I'll send you some access codes. Amazing. So what 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 are we gonna just put www dot painpoint coach? Are you putting that on now, Hal, or do you want me? Painpoint coach. Okay. <laughs> um. 
Cool, I've put that in. Um, so Susie's, Susie's still listening in. Um, on Sandra, we both put it in the same time. Uh, John and Jeff trained me in jiu-jitsu in Ormskirk as a kid on a Monday night. And I remember thinking, wow, I want to be like them. Crack a little memory for me being a kid and being influenced in a positive wow. way. Our very own Bruce Lee's of our family. <laughs> <laughs> that lovely. I never knew you were related. Hey, that's just yeah, goes back through, you know, but you know, um, I always remember a Susie. She's going, Mark, I'll say this now. She's probably tell us. <laughs> but she was uh, like a lot of families, you just get it and you, you move away, you come back and everything, you know. And I remember her dad used to take me uh, swimming and that. And then she would pick me up and he'd drop me around and he'd go back home. And I always remember Susie very small, you know. And all of a sudden she turned up when she was about 16. She was gorgeous, like, you know, she'll kill me yeah, for saying yeah, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. gorgeous, this 16-year-old, like, that was full of life, you know. I, 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 I must remember, I remember just bumping into it again, like, you know, she was so, so full of life. And I think that's the thing, you know, if, if you've got someone that's so young and so full of life and you're able to help that move forward and carry on, because Susie does yeah. a lot of great work herself. You're an amazing worker. We've had him and all for others on here. We've had Jill and Kevin on. Um, and I've <coughs> She's just, what they do is amazing. The work they're doing in the city at grassroots level is phenomenal. It really is. And she's yeah. the right personality for it as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um. So are you still training, John? Just you're just still yeah, training. Well, I, I, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I'm still. I still move around. I'm, I have this joke, and he was saying to my lad, "Everyone needs a Bob in their life." Because I've trained with Bob for the last thirty years, and I'm, God knows what we must like. I mean, I'm fifty-eight now, and Bob's sixty-eight. You know, we're ten years old than me, you know. But we still do the pad work and things like nice. that. We, still, we, we 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 still move around. Thing, the fact of the matter is, Helen, is that you know I try to take up golf. And I couldn't take it seriously, you know. And it's just not, it's just not a, a happen for me, you know. But I, I, going back to that, I still enjoy doing it, you know. And, and, and that, that's the thing, you know. I just enjoy doing it. And, and, and I think what's brought made me, seeing my son train for the fight, you know, I wanted to train with my son. And then going back to Bangkok and training with the guy who taught me and we were training together oh. In, in, in there together, like I mean, just great, you know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully in time, he, he'll sort of treasure that memory. Because yeah, you need to make a movie of that. Yeah. Um, so, do you know what, John? You've had to condense everything in our little show. But I've heard, so I've known you in that through networking that for some time. And some of the stories you've, t you know, you are a brilliant raconteur when you're not, uh, you've got time. And some of your stories are just incredible, inspiring, and you know. He's got some fantastic. Yeah. What's it? What's boxing on the beach? Um, beach boxing that came about because of the pandemic, and uh, ev everyone was, uh, you know, stuck in the houses. And I thought to myself, well, how am I going to go out to people and, and get them moving? And, and that's exactly how it happened. I love the beach, and one of the girls called uh, Karen, she she came up with this great saying. She said to me, John, you should, she said, you should live. Every day, as if you're on holiday, I thought, God, I love that. I love that, you know. I, I, I don't know about you when I'm on the beach or I'm, I'm away somewhere, you know, the thoughts of just having a cup of coffee and watching the, the world go by. But if I've done like a yoga session or I've done like a keep for a bit of pad work, I mean, I'm not killing myself, but I'm moving and keeping physical, mm -hmm. you know. 
<coughs> I've done it for an hour and then um, maybe have a quick swim and then just go and sit down on the beach and have a cup of coffee and watch the world go by. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? You know, and no. even though, even though, because we're doing a new Brighton and, and Crosby, and it really is, it's free. You just people just tear it up and go. Uh, uh, it's not about, um, it, it's not about teaching to, to be kickboxing. To it's just about movement. It's getting your body moving. And and everyone that says to me, you, you know, who's had a go. They've loved this, and uh, especially when it was warmer. I mean, yeah. it's been a bit colder now, isn't it? You know, I, I've got a, I've got a couple of diehards. I don't. I think it, it, you know, it could be we could have a, a great five storm out there, you know. But this, these guys stood on the table, like you know, and, and but it motivates me. Yeah, it yeah. motivates me, and it's got me moving again. And I'm just glad, you know, because I can feel my uh, <clears throat> um, being. My, um, being subtle, subtle again, being able to stretch, being flexible there, working on my flexibility. And it's so important as you get older, uh, retaining that kind of mobility. Yeah, I'm 40 as old as I am, I can still kick, you, you, you know. And, and God knows what I feel like when I, when I lose that ability, you know. But, you won't lose it, you won't lose it because you keep on losing it. Is that still going ahead? Is it the, uh, the, the beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's still going When's ahead. That? What time? It's on a Friday morning in New Brighton. Again, I'll put a link in in, in the bottom. A Friday okay. morning starts at seven fifteen in the morning, so it's, it is an early start, you know. Yeah. And then on on the Sunday we were doing it on the on the Crosby, I should say, we were doing it on the Tuesday morning. But the, <clears throat> I was asked to do it on the because they didn't like the dark mornings, so I moved it to a Sunday at twelve thirty, just during during the winter. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's been on the Sunday at 12 30. You know. I think I'll be seeing you there on a Sunday then. <laughs> yeah, just just turn up. Go we'll go down to Fletcher's for a cup of tea. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, for me, that's all it's about. It's I, I like early morning training, early morning for me. Like oh, yeah, John, Helen does Helen's sessions are half six in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I went on Tuesday and I was like, and I'm semi-conscious at that time. And you have to do it with a hat on, and looks because it's that cold. Yeah, and she does that con constantly. Are, are, are you outside, Helen? Are you doing it outside? Yeah. Well, it's sort of covered at the moment. It's covered, so if it yeah, rains, we'd, we'd be dry. But, um, but I like being outside. What, what, what is it you're doing? Um, so we do circuits. We, we do a circuit. Oh, really? I, I don't tell you what what you what you do until you get there in the day. I, mean, I think that's great because if you come expecting the same thing all the time, it becomes monotonous. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's terrifying. And she goes, Oh, we're doing Tabata today. And you're like, Ah. Anyway, the time is whizzed, but we've still got two things to ask you, John. Um, we need um, a positive challenge that, that people can. So, some of our positive challenges have been. Um, um, like baking, a, you know, knocking on your neighbour and making sure they're okay. Last year we were writing Christmas cards to care homes to, you know, any a positive challenge that people can go away and just do one little thing slightly different. So, what's your positive challenge for us for the, for for this? My, my my positive challenge would be for someone uh, to reflect on the way that they're living their life at those moments in time and just to ask themselves the question: that <clears throat> are they happy with what they're doing? And if they're not, then don't sit and think about it. It's the worst thing you can do. As cold as it is, go for a walk. In the nature, 
as you say, in the countryside or what, wherever you can go, go to a park and walk. And then really start to think about what it is that you would like to do. And so when the new year comes, you're in a better place to start making the positive changes you want to make in your in your life. Brilliant. I love that. That's my that's my big philosophy. I do that every day. Um Des Flanagan's listening, our gorgeous Des, and he says, interesting yeah. guy, great show. Um, and so we've got 15 seconds, John. So we're gonna ask you to close the show with your mantra that you live by or little positive something like that we can leave the show with there's always room for one more whiskey yes <laughs> nice <laughs> i want to say a massive thank you to everybody massive thank you to you sandra thanks john for giving your time with us thank today. You so much. wish everybody a massive merry christmas and um, we'll see you all next week for our reflecting show um so thanks and have a great christmas everybody And I'm just ending the show.